Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. We have had the body positivity movement, and now, if it's up to my next guest, we're going to have a brain positivity movement too. Chrissy Davies is a child behavior expert who strongly believes that if we teach our children to love and nurture their brains, we will teach them how to live successful, resilient lives. To help along the revolution, she's written a book called Love Your Brain. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? Hello. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So you are starting a revolution. I was right. I totally am. I've been on this revolution for about seven years, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) It never happens overnight. Um, Look, we talk to our kids about feelings. Why do you think it's important to put that into the context of their brains? All behaviour comes from a feeling or an emotion. So what we see from our kids in terms of their behaviour is a byproduct of the emotion. So that's to me why the most important first step for teaching children about how to understand themselves and ultimately their own behaviour is to first of all, first and foremost, talk a lot about our feelings and emotions, but draw our children into conversations about their own brains. What kind of things do you think kids will understand better if they understand how their brains work? Well, I think the biggest shift we sort of have to make as parents and educators is that children don't like to be told what to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who does? Let's face it. (laughs) Yeah, very true. But I still feel like we're really working hard to shift that generational programming of, of what we've been told about how children learn. And when you've spent 20 years with children like me, teaching them, you know, and watching them and observing with them and communicating with them and educating them, I've learned a lot about how they engage and how they understand information. Children are very visual and they don't like to be told what to do. They don't like to be controlled. They're fighting for their own independence. And so what we can do is tap into teaching them about how to understand their own brain and about how their brain is the control centre for everything that their body thinks, feels, says and does. Is is it also about in that way, are you giving them back responsibility for their feelings as well as an understanding? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's normalising that all feelings are okay Our children are allowed to feel angry, they're allowed to feel sad, they're allowed to feel lonely, but it's what we teach them about how to, what they do with those feelings is really important as adults. Do you think the one thing that parents struggle with the most is how our children express anger? I know I've had these conversations with my own children where I say, look, it's totally fine to feel anger, but you can't live in a family and expect it's okay to take your anger out on everybody else, that we work as a family together. So you can't just, you know, yell at everyone when you're upset, although I understand that you're upset and that's okay. Um, and that's something I struggle with as a parent because I know anger is a very difficult emotion to get a grip on even as an adult, mm. but I don't want them to grow up thinking that, it's okay just to let their emotions wash 
other people away. Yeah, I get what you mean. And, and I feel like so much of what we do and what we provide for our children is a safe space to hold that emotion, which is part of our job, which is part of our responsibility of growing a human brain, you know, with yeah. growing up these beautiful little little kids into humans. That's the reality. We're, we're teaching them everything they need to know about how to be a functioning human being in life. And yes, of course, being angry is a really valid emotion, but raging around or yelling at people or hurting people is actually not okay that and I think once again that's so much comes back to how we model and what we um, surround our children in the energy that we provide in our home and the way that we communicate is incredibly important because that's what our children will learn from us what if they learn it from the other parent? <laughs> what, if, what, what if, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only household that has uh, one parent who goes off like a frog in a sock, but I'm just wondering what your take is on that because you can, as parents, have very different approaches to those big emotions. Absolutely. And I mean, this is this is one of the you know interesting things about families is that we're all different. We're all unique. We're all individuals. And I love what you said before, because, you know, I really my philosophy is that families, we are a team. We are all working together. And because of where children are at in terms of their development, they, you know, they think about themselves all the time. They're not really looking at the big picture because they're still learning all those skills. But I also think that you know, expressing ourselves as parents, we, we're human beings. We, we are allowed to get angry and upset and frustrated at our kids, obviously, in a safe, contained way by modelling um, a, healthy, a healthy expression of anger for our children. Um, what does that look like? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I had, a, I had a particular day with my kids as well a couple of weekends ago, you know, of short-tempered and you know not probably not communicating to the best of my ability and when I was tucking them both into bed that night and this is where I really come back to when you focus on teaching your children about their brain when I was tucking them into bed I said to them good night my darlings rest your brain I said I'm so sorry I've been so grumpy today I don't know what's going on my brain is just not happy today and I and you know I haven't been speaking very kindly today and both of my kids and my daughter said that's okay mummy we all have bad days and I forgive Aww. and I forgive you. And then Aww. my little five-year-old, I know, and this is where the empathy, teaching with empathy comes in as well. I tucked him and I said exactly the same thing. I said, I'm so sorry I got angry at you today. He said, Mummy, that's okay. We all make mistakes and we still love you. <laughs> you know, and this is sort of, you get, you get back this language that you share with your children about modelling anger, you know, um, but I also mm. think it's okay to start teaching your children that, yes, we are here to hold space for you, but we're also not a, <laughs> you know, you Punching can't just bad. project everything onto us all the time because it actually hurts our feelings. Mm, and it can be exhausting. Yeah, it's totally exhausting. You just touched on there some of the practical tips you have in your book because I know you've written this to support parents and mm. educators, teach kids about these things. You said as you tuck them into bed, you say uh, rest your brain tonight. What are some of the other practical things you're trying to teach children and, and adults about how we think about our brains? So what are you trying to get into our everyday lives in terms of how we think about our brains? So we, the whole understanding for me is the more that we can empower 
and give our children autonomy over their own lives in all different areas, especially when it comes to their behaviour, when they're still working it all out. By, t- by using brain talk, you know, like I said, good night, my darling, rest your brain. I mean, we would use the word brain, uh, I'm not exaggerating, probably 10 times a day in our house. And yeah. I've been talking to my children like this, obviously, since they were born. And it's just phenomenal how much children can actually take those strategies on board. You know, when we say, I often say things like, all right, everybody grab your water bottles. Our brains will get thirsty after we've been for a walk. Or dinner's ready. Come on, everybody, let's feed our brains. Yeah. So just by dropping it into everyday language, and these are some of the really great examples I've put in the book, because children will really take on board an ownership of those things. You also talk about growth mindset in this book. Now, anyone who has children in primary school has probably heard this expression, but they may not have heard it if their kids are quite small. Can you explain what you mean when you use the term growth mindset? Well, linking it to the fact that our children's brains are still growing rapidly, (laughs) you know, and that responsibility of ours is to, you know, connect those neural pathways in a really positive way. The growth mindset when it comes to children is their ability to almost bounce back from challenging situations, to have resilience when things don't go their way, or to be able to say, that's okay, it didn't go my way this time, but I'm going to be okay. Or I'll never forget one, a really beautiful one I had with my daughter at school because I knew as a teacher that one of the biggest challenges I faced with young children was if they had no one to play with, they would cry and teachers would be, you know, having to hold their hand. And I remember teaching my daughter very early on saying, you know, if you can't find someone at school to play with your friends or you lose them, just go to the playground. There's always children there. You know, rather than allowing children to feel like we have to fix problems all the time for our children, developing a growth mindset means that hopefully they'll be able to come up with some of those strategies themselves. So does that work if they tell me they're bored? Can I just say, (laughs) go use your growth mindset? (laughs) Oh, the old I'm bored. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, all kids say they're bored, don't they? So I suppose in that situation, one of the things, you know, we, we, we can offer examples or ideas for our kids that they can choose from. But um, I, I used to always say to kids and to my kids, oh, people who say they're bored are boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try that one. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, but thank you anyway. Um, now, as I mentioned, the book is meant to work in conjunction with a, an adult carer. If you were talking to parents now, about what they're going to go ahead and do today to support their children when it comes to learning about their brains. What would you say is the number one thing for them to do? I think just really starting simply, and I talk to families about this all the time because, you know, this language, I'm so highly trained in this, you know, 20 years of therapeutic approaches of working with children, but it comes so naturally for me. But some of this language is quite foreign to parents, which is why uh, the book as well is an amazing tool for families. And I've put lots of the statements in the back of the book that people can use as well to until it becomes part of their everyday language. And I think also constantly remembering with young children that you don't just read a book once and then they learn everything. And this is why children learn through repetition. So it could be that you pick one thing from the book that you focus on for a month or two weeks or whatever it is, and then you pick another one. So 
constantly drawing kids into conversations through storytelling is such a powerful tool for parents. Well, it is certainly a very interesting way to look at our children's resilience. I love it. Chrissy, thank you so much for your time today. My absolute pleasure, and I hope everybody loves reading the book. That's child behaviour expert Chrissy Davies. Her book is called Love Your Brain, and you'll find links to where you can get a copy in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.